Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the Mining Podcast. And today's guest is Nahid Memon, who's the CEO of Oracle Power, who are international power and natural resources uh, project developer listed on the London AIM market. Um, the company's focused on delivering reliable and affordable power emerging in emerging developing markets with projects in Pakistan and Australia. Nahid has worked in the public and private sectors, working in consulting, banking, and sits on a few uh, balls uh, within a few... uh, Sorry, I'm going to start all that again. That's all right. Sorry. Right. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Nahid Memon, who's the CEO of Oracle Power, an international natural resources project developer listed on London's AIM market. Um, the company's focused on delivering reliable and affordable power in emerging developing markets with projects in Pakistan and Australia. Nahid has worked in the public and private sectors, working in consulting and banking, and has sat on um, and is sitting currently on a, a few boards of a few companies. Um, so she's here to tell us more about Oracle Power um, and the projects that they're involved in. So I want to welcome Nahid to the podcast. How are you doing, Nahid? Thank you very much, and I'm very well. Thank you. That's good to hear. Um, appreciate your time in taking the time to do this podcast. So um, one thing you can give our audience a little bit um, a, a background about yourself, about your journey, um, and before I go into asking, asking some questions around um, Oracle Power. Sure. Um, so, um, as you said, I have a sort of a diverse uh, career. Um, I have been involved in the private sector extensively and also work in the public sector in Pakistan. Um, I currently live between Pakistan and the UK. Um, I can't get to the UK as often as I would like to. Um, obviously, now on account of COVID, but also because our primary principal project has uh, is based in Pakistan, so which requires me to spend as much time as possible here on ground, given the complexity and the sheer uh, scale of the project that we are uh, currently developing. Um, prior to becoming involved in um, Oracle and taking on um, a position as its CEO, I was um, um, uh, a minister, like a chairman of the board of investment in uh, the government here. So, which sort of gave me um, exposure to a to an immensely like a large landscape, whereby I dealt a lot with Chinese companies, you know, countless billion dollar projects coming into Pakistan and their uh, and their facilitation and execution and so on. Um, so that was, and I did that for three years. Um, and prior to that, I have. Uh, uh, I mean, I come from sort of a family business background, so I'm involved in some parts of my family businesses strategically as well 
in. So that was something that was uh, much more relevant to me before I took on the government position. Um, and um, But I've also done interesting things. I set up my own public policy think tank, worked extensively in governance and education, et cetera, that I did for a few years. Um, I'm trained as an economist. And then later on, I did my MBA, both from London. And uh, um, I worked in the city for a while. Uh, my last sort of city job was with Merrill Lynch, Merrill Lynch Bank of America now. And, um, and then uh, I did some consulting work in London as well. That was during my university and then post-university days. Um, so London's home, Pakistan's home as well. Um, and I also end up spending time in Dubai. Um, so it's uh, it's uh, it's truly uh, incredible in terms of the experiences that I have now. Um, I can't get to Australia, um, which is uh, difficult given that uh, we have a you know a huge interesting prospective uh, interest there now. Um, so I'm waiting for that to happen. But uh, other than that, Pakistan is uh, currently where I am sort of physically diverting my energies, uh, but then working in so many different time zones. So um, it's, it's all really good. And we've also held out during a horrible year and uh, have a lot to thank God for, for that. Uh, still here, still surviving and still now hoping that uh, incredible things are going to happen. And uh, it looks like that now. Yeah, it seems obviously you've got quite a varied background um obviously during during your whole career um how how have you found found coming into the mining industry sort of more recent in more recent years compared to working private public sectors governments etc um how, how have you found the mining industry so when i first came on to uh the board and then took on this position i was not familiar with with mining per se and uh, so for me that's been a learning curve and i have um, you know, sort of uh, tried. And now, I mean, I'm not, I can't say I've become a geologist or a geophysicist or anything like that, but now I can look at news, I can look at um, progress reports, and now I understand that much better. But uh, when I first came in, it was more for the purpose of developing a project, so which involved the whole corporate structure, it involved bringing the financing together, it involved the administrative part of it of actually getting it going and moving forward and, and ensuring that the milestones were achieved in the whole process, which is, in, which is usually complex um, because it requires so many different things. Uh, to come together at the same time. Um, I haven't found it difficult. I have found it terribly interesting. I understand the risk involved, but then the upside is so exciting and it's so huge that it just keeps you on it. And um, it's like you, you're waiting for something incredible and, and great to happen, and uh, which I don't think is the case for other, other sort of areas as much because here you are putting yourself into something uh, which can um, deliver, uh, you know, an upside which is unimaginable. Um, so yes, I mean, I just I found it incredibly interesting. I have found it challenging, but um, uh, but addictive, right? You don't want to give up. You want to keep going. You want to make sure that you get the drill hole right, and you want to make sure that yes, you get to what there is, or you manage to succeed to produce what you're at, you know, after. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you give the audience an overview of Oracle Power and, and just a brief overview, uh, overview of the company um, and sure. the projects you're involved in. 
Right. So um, our, our board, um, you know, we have uh, incredibly talented, dedicated board members um, who are, uh, you know, who bring a lot to the table in terms of their varied experiences and their uh, sort of interest and then their guidance, which really helps and makes the whole um, the flavor of the company that much more um, sort of uh, real. And we feel the pulse around us through through our members. Um, I have an an absolutely incredible support system in the UK um, through our, uh, you know, people who advise us, the PR people, the the sort of the regulators, uh, the market people, the brokers, etc. So it's 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 a fantastic team which really comes together, and I think that um, hopefully I hopefully I can say this, been able to get everyone to really work together uh, towards a goal. So 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 it, it it's so. That's the first thing I'd like to say about Urkel, that there are no there are no sort of uh, 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 no lines, no no issues, no nothing. It's all like coming together and we work very well. The synergy is fantastic. Um, the company was listed and admitted to the A market uh, on the basis of our big project in Pakistan, which is a coal mining power and now additionally coal to liquid and coal to gas facilities. So like a like a coal mining and then plus 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 project. So that is how the company was listed onto the market. And we remained primarily uh, a coal developer for, for power. And now we've enhanced that to other purposes as well. So that was our main principal project up until last year. And I would say it's been now one and a half years since we had actually started this journey of, of, um, of potentially diversifying our portfolio. And last year, we then diversified our the jurisdiction and as well as our commodity uh, platform. So now we have gold as well as coal. Um, and that just happened last year. But up until last year, we were just primarily based on this one big project in Pakistan, which started off as a three plus billion dollar project. But if we now can um, include all the other parts that we plan to, then this project would be in excess of $6 billion. So it's huge. Um, and therefore, uh, you know, uh, it tests the patience of everyone involved, but um, the upside can potentially be so big that the journey might just be worth, uh, you know, staying on for slightly longer. So, uh, so that's where we're at. And now uh, Oracle moved into Australia, into Western Australia, um, and acquired two gold projects. So we're developing that in uh, parallel as well. And um, so it's now literally taking on, taken on the shape uh, of, a, of a robust project development platform. And uh, there's no looking back. I do not plan and I hope that you know I have the support of everybody around me not to stop here. As soon as we we check some success for both or either, uh, hopefully both of these projects on ground, we will continue to grow as a company and look at other interesting and uh, potentially um, lucrative opportunities as well. Okay. Um, so what prompted you, um, your decision to move into the mining industry in Western Australia? Um, of, of obviously after working in Pakistan for so long, obviously with the with the cooperation. Yeah, so you know, I mean, I'm asked this question very often, and then I'm also asked that is it because um, you just wanted 
distraction or something while you don't invest a lot of you know whatever potentially millions is what we we'll probably invest now because when our exploration program starts so that's not really a distraction but we wanted diversification we wanted to mitigate risk and we wanted growth primarily and western australia is a safe efficient and developed jurisdiction for mining we've been in the process of the development on ground in pakistan for a good number of years oracle started its journey here the genesis of this whole company is based in thar in sindh in pakistan um so we understand what a difficult jurisdiction means and what complexities you know sort of uh, are involved so western australia presented a jurisdiction which was relatively nothing is simple but relatively more organized and relatively more efficient and developed so that was very important for us and then of course gold um, i mean today it's above 1900 i think so gold is is a commodity that um, is a no brainer given the economic conditions globally um and uh, you know the the sort of the effect of the covid scenario what the world is going to look like going forward and how the sentiments towards um uh, towards savings assets etc will actually um sort of uh, remain and become so keeping all that in mind uh, investing in gold um was a sure shot sort of upside and it wasn't going to give us any controversial difficult um sort of uh, situation to deal with which coal sometimes brings forward because we really have to ensure then we are uh, you know on the right path we do not want to be on the wrong side of history and so on so going into gold projects at this point in time i'm sure we are on the right side and we are looking at the right commodity and we are developing it in the right place Yeah. Um obviously continuing on gold, um the gold exploration industry in Dub- in WA, um obviously where your project is, has seen sort of unprecedented levels of activity over the last 12 to 18 months. Um what do you think this rate of interest and uh, uh, I mean do you think this rate of interest is sustainable or do you see it um sort of reducing slightly or even increasing over the short short period of time so i'm sure there are other people like us who have taken um, an interest and who acquired early stage exploration projects so uh, one of our projects is just 9 kilometers um uh, from australia's third largest gold mine which has developed 7 million ounces so if we are anything close to that we will automatically then uh invoke tremendous interest and there'll be probably more undeveloped unexplored early stage activity going on now this sort of activity progresses the interest is only bound to grow and the industry is also bound to grow um and also interest in the commodity itself that's also growing in the world so i don't see that this activity would in any uh, in the in the short term um, subside or the interest would subside however having said that we are, we have actually suffered on account of how busy wa is because our lab results sit there for weeks at end um everyone so caught up it's very hard to get hold of consultants to actually uh you know come on excuse me to come on board because everyone is so stretched people don't have the bandwidth um so so that's the downside of it um, but obviously the upside is that uh, they have experience they have the system they are organized the government is on the ball 
and everything moves in a systematic fashion. Uh, so the interest actually helps to ensure that that organized uh, activity uh, maintains, uh, you know, and, and, and carries on in the right way. So I don't think it's subsiding um, at all in the near future at all. Yeah, obviously, obviously, with all this um, interest and obviously busyness, um, especially with the within the particular area that you that where your um, projects mm -hmm. are, um, how how were you actually able to secure those two projects um, last last November um, at such a modest price? Um, so the price was, um, I think we we were well. It was good luck. I think we we had good intentions, um, of course, but that's not scientific, right? So one of our um, tenements that we um, acquired was under application at that time for exploration for an exploration license, and we've just been given that. So that was the announcement we just made. So obviously, it was an under application uh, tenement. So uh, clearly, the price was slightly lower than it would have been, or much lower than it would have been. It would have been if it had been a, a tenement on which exploration license had already been granted and work had already begun. So we got in at the right time. We got in on the, the right part of the curve of development, so to speak. So that's really been useful. Obviously, we had great, in, you know, we were we, um, the, the sort of um, the project was introduced in a way, you know, and by by people who understood the landscape and were able and the people who did our due diligence, et cetera, were able to identify that the prospect is good and and it's worth taking a chance to get it under application so that you pay less for it. But once you're awarded the expiration license, then there's nothing looking back. So there was one about at what stage did we acquire it. We acquired it at a at a sort of stage at which it wasn't at the top. Um, and uh, the Northern Zone, which is a smaller tenement, um, has already been explored. There's historical drilling there, which has shown significant intercepts, et cetera. So because there, were, there hasn't been um, a discovery there as yet, so it meant that if we would go in there, we could actually reconfirm these intercepts and prove how uh, a new drilling program could actually confirm the size of a resource there. Um, also the vicinity, we have very big developers, especially near Jandi, who are potentially... Uh, you know, who have an eye on what's going on in the area. So we were aware of all of that. And uh, so we really moved fast very quickly. So it was timing as well. We didn't waste time. As soon as this was brought up, we said, let's take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the Northern Zone project? Um, what, what's happening there, there at the moment, yeah. if you can give us a current update? Sure. So, um, uh, you know, we've got geochemical results awaited for Northern Zone. Um, and we are currently in the process of planning a drilling program, which would confirm some of the old drill holes as well as some new drill holes, uh, primarily for gold. But there's also some nickel intercepts that we might look at and our geologists are currently working. We've just got a new consultant who is very hands on and has tremendous experience. So he is, as we speak, working on uh, with a geophysicist and they're sort of working on the data and they're trying to put the right drilling program together. So that's what we are doing currently. It's happening. We've got a new, we've got a good team there now. Um, as I said, it's hard. COVID has delayed things and one can't travel. But despite all of that, we've got dedicated people on ground. So Northern Zone should have some activity on ground fairly shortly. 
Okay. And and the uh, John D East uh, project, what are your plans there? Um, so John D, again, now yeah. that we've got an expiration license, um, we are, I mean, I would say weeks, months, literally. I mean, I don't know, um, but a very, very short term away from work on ground. And that would be, again, drilling, because we've done our gravity survey, which showed up the greenstone belt. But we're waiting for our geochems and putting all of that together, we'll be able to um, come up with a more accurate drilling program. And um, I mean, it uh, it's, has not been explored before. The intrusions are very similar to the mine, just nine kilometers away. And the mineralization pattern sort of looks the same, similar. So the prospect is very good. It's very exciting. I mean, if it works, you may not find me. I might become so busy. You might just say, oh, where is she? I need to interview her. So, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um, you're obviously bullish, uh, obviously, about the gold price, like obviously most of us are, um, mm -hmm. and especially, obviously, in the uh, WA market. Um, do you think some of the mining, the major mining companies in the area will look at your projects as a potential acquisition target for the in, in, in the future? Yeah, so I can say that there has been interest. I can say that because we're there in the market, we have conversations and we've had a few very positive conversations along the lines uh, that you mentioned. Um, and as I said earlier, that of course is a, a strategy which is not, uh, that we are unaware of and um, a direction that we would not look into. Um, but as I said, it's still early days, uh, but to, to directly answer your question, yes. It's those sort of conversations, that kind of discussion. We keep our eyes open as do other people as well, because at the end of the day, we are part of the same sort of community and we know what is really happening. And it's all about the right opportunity at the right price. Yeah, I understand. Um, and what's the sort of short to medium um, term outlook for Oracle Power, um, if you're looking, I suppose, over the next five years or so? Um, at least 100 million market cap. Okay. And and do you feel that you're going to take the project to an actual, to a, a particular stage? Um, is there guarantees that you're going to take it to a particular stage um, before you may look at other companies coming in? Um, so, uh, so in Pakistan, we have uh, we are in a consortium agreement with uh, the private office of His Highness and uh, China's really big um, coal development company, and we are project developers here on ground already. So um, all the concessions and permissions will be awarded to the consortium, and we are a part of that. Now those. The agreements which are which are underlying expect the consortium partners to remain a part of that development up to a point, right? Um, we can't exit till that point. Obviously, I mean, all of this is complex, but just to kind of make it simple, up to a point we can't exit because we have already signed on the performance guarantees that are a lot of different things which will be then attached to uh, us and then lenders will be attached to us and so on and so forth. So the whole the, the whole structure will make us a, a, a sort of a, a part of that arrangement and we won't exit um, till a certain point. But at that certain point, exit would obviously be an option, uh, maintaining an equity 
and uh, removing ourselves from active development will be another option. And of course, third option will be to sell our part, our share, be after a certain point. So all of those three options would be available to us, but only after reaching that certain point, uh, which the government of Pakistan would ensure that, that, you know, it's like a startup. People who the, the founders just don't go away, right? So you've got to stay in it up to a certain point. So till that point, we're all in it together. And then after that, hopefully, if we reach that point, then really we can sit here and earn money for 30 years off this project quietly or even sell us take out a premium and get out of it if you want the 30 years sum to come to us sooner so it depends all those options will be available as far as australia is concerned again um depends upon our discovery depends upon what we uh, manage to um, establish in terms of our um resource um estimate and size what we are really looking at and then if we are made an offer how good is that offer does it make sense then to sell out or does it make sense to continue a bit longer it's all about money i mean if it makes sense and if i can you know if we can get the shareholders a higher value sooner why not we're not married to anything yeah and as a conclusion why would someone want to invest in oracle power um because we're going to do big things. Okay. 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 And 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 I suppose a concluding statement. And obviously, our our um, our listeners are a lot of mining mining uh, professionals, um, services to the industry. Um, what what would you say uni- is unique about about the project? So. Uh, I think uh, unique about the the project development platform is that we are so we we sit in a developed tier one mining district, Western Australia, and we also sit in a developing regime with potential returns of like thirty percent and plus, which you can only get in a jurisdiction like Pakistan, for example, because the whole project, the size and the scale allows that. So we sit in. Uh, like a very diverse, uh, it's it's a mixed bag. And so the risk is really mitigated. And um, we have the right team and we can potentially move into other jurisdictions as well and make this platform into a, a sort of, a, you know, a, a respected and large project development platform, uh, which is able then to take on other um, challenges and other opportunities as well. So I would say the biggest thing is growth, that there is a growth potential here, uh, which probably is uh, is what people are after, right? They want their returns to grow. They also want the size of the company to grow. They want to be a part of a bigger story as we all do. So I just see the story becoming bigger and bigger. Yeah. Laid, appreciate your time in um, giving us an overview of uh, obviously the coal coal projects, but also uh, more importantly, the uh, gold projects in WA. So if our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions, how can they go about doing that? And are you on any social media? So we're on Twitter and then we have a PR um, company which takes care of all our communication. Um, And um, we can, um, there is an info at oraclepower.co.uk address and we, we pick those emails are all the time and they are each and every one is dealt with um so that's one straight way 
Um, sending us a direct message on Twitter is another way. And then there's a LinkedIn profile as well, which our PR company handles. So, um, so there are, we're very, certainly very, very accessible. Um, and uh, whatever that we are able to share, which is, um, you know, uh, compliant and within our regulatory sort of, uh, you know, abiding by all our responsibilities, we always do share, we always do respond. And um, I'm always very happy to talk to people um, and share the information which we have already disclosed or which is, you know, already in the public domain, but sometimes people want to understand certain things or understand, um, you know, how we actually approach the business that we're doing right now. So we, you know, I'm happy, like, I'm, you know, talking to you. We also do quarterly shareholder updates and uh, people send us questions, even that happens. So you've got a pretty proactive communication program as well. Yeah. Well, we'll put, a yeah. Little, we'll put all those details in the show notes accompanying this podcast so um, people can reach out to you if they have any questions. Um, like I said, really appreciate your time in uh, giving us an overview of, of Oracle Power and the projects that you're involved in. Um, our audience, hope you enjoyed the uh, listening to the podcast. And also, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, appreciate if you can like uh, the episode, share it amongst uh, friends, family, um across the world people that are involved in especially the the mining industry especially that people are interested in either coal or gold which i imagine most of our listeners are so really appreciate your time for listening keep sharing um the podcast episodes to um everyone that you know out there get them educated get them understanding more about the mining industry because um we're at the start of a uh, super super cycle i believe um, so the more people that are informed about the mining industry, um, the better most will understand the, the prospects that are going to be happening to not those just in the mining industry, but the, the people outside as well. So whether that's investing um, in the industry or even just understanding that the commodities and minerals that come from mining are used in everyday life. So please keep sharing, sharing the podcast and getting it reached making it reach uh, uh, reach further afield um, we're in 175 countries at the moment so i want to try and make that um more probably 190 plus um so appreciate appreciate your um uh, continued support um and and sharing this episode out to to everyone so until next time happy mining thank you for listening remember to reach out to rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.